Welcome to your weekly episode of Reset 42. The next minutes of this episode are like precious jewels we're sharing with you as we let you sit in on interviews with incredible guests who've been forced or chosen to reset the meaning of life. It all begins in 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. Let me ask you one question. How many dreams, projects, ideas or plans have you placed on the shelf? That proverbial up there, out of sight, out of mind, they're on hold. Now get to know me a little and you're going to find out about my movie nerddom, if that's such a word. I collect one special type of movie collectible called a pop vinyl. If you know it, you've probably seen it in toy shops and all sorts of movie paraphernalia places. These little 20 centimetre tall boxes come with characters from movies, from TV series, and now even sports celebrities. And there's all sorts of collectibles, and they're always drip-feeding the next exciting episode, so you feel like you've got to collect the next one. Well, after a few years of collecting uh, all sorts, including Star Trek series, Star Wars series, because I'm not that precious about either one in sci-fi, what about Doctor Who, The X-Files, and Ghostbusters? Yep, I've got all of them, and I'm running out of shelves. So now they're staying in boxes. This week, we're talking about shelved plans. How are the shelves in your life responding to the weight of many ideas, projects and dreams stored away? Now here's your host, a man who failed at movie auditions for roles as Lex Luthor, Dr. Evil, Gandhi and as the rock stunt double, here's Andrew Pitchford. Shelving plans normally is done when you see no other choice. You're kind of looking at the landscape, you know there are only so many hours in a day, and if you're in radio, you know it's 168, because you've had to program radio stations seven days a week, 24 hours a day, and you kind of make the most of every single second, minute, or hour. But when there's no space left, what do you do? You've got to take that idea and put it somewhere for a rainy day. So just in case we lose it, we wisely put it somewhere safe. A high shelf, out of the way, with the best of intentions that we are going to pick it up later. However, sometimes it's a set of negative circumstances, not just a choice about time, that it kind of cornered us to make a decision and it's out of frustration or we're just tired, you've lost sight of the fruit of your dream and you've shelved it. And I know there's good friends and people that I've spoken to who've actually had to make a sacrifice. They saw there was maybe something that was more important in the moment that was uh, maybe the, the wealth or health of their family. Maybe it was about just getting by because they were looking after a loved one over a health matter. Whatever the reason, whether it's that frustration, tiredness, or just life has jammed us into a corner, sometimes we've got to put those ideas out of sight. Now, when you're looking at the priorities at the time, it appears that shelving the idea is the right thing to do, right? But how do we bring it back into view? You know, the very reason that you had to put it up on the shelf Surely there's also a good reason to take it back down again, reevaluate the possibility, bring the dream back to being, and what does the dream look like now? Maybe it's worked out really well. Maybe now you're in a better place. Maybe you've got more time, more finance, more education, that you can actually do a really good job, a better job with this dream or this project than you could have when you put it on the shelf. Well, this week on Reset 42, we're going to have a look at one of the personas that we've been talking about. Now, it's been really good to catch up with some of the listeners to the Reset 42 podcast who've been asking, are these real people? 
Well, no, they're not. But as I look at the lives that have been constructed around these personalities, I can see a lot of real people in them. So the idea is that I'm preparing to write a book on how you reset your life. And to do that, I've made up six imaginary people and talking about the differences that they have and why they've done certain things certain ways. Some of them have shelved ideas. Last week, we talked about shifted priorities. And this week, we're talking about 61-year-old Robert. Now, you may know a Robert. You may know somebody who fits this description. And for a disclaimer, no, Robert's not based on anyone that I actually know. But let me tell you about a bit of his background, and then let's explore how Robert might be able to deal with some of the the shelved dreams of the past. Now, Robert's been married to Lisa for 38 years. He's father to one daughter, Lorraine, and one son, William, who's 39. Now, he's been a grandfather to three. He's also an elder in his church, and he's a golf club treasurer. So there you go. He's a man who obviously likes a little bit of organization and the odd round of 18 holes. He's a real estate principal. He's been in real estate for 26 years, as well as running a small real estate branch. He also has been a small property developer, but this is no small real estate firm. He employs 21 staff. But let's find out what Robert really enjoys outside of work and outside of the office. One of the things that has really got Robert thinking over the years is that he enjoys mentoring people. He enjoys getting alongside young business people and giving them some of his wisdom that he's gained over the years. He knows he's made a lot of mistakes, and he's happy to share with others who want to learn. He's also interested in helping create business plans. But if you took out all of that kind of work-related stuff, Robert just enjoys getting outside in the outdoors. He loves nature, going for a a bushwalk. He's been doing a lot of traveling with his wife. And he also, as part of that, has been supporting children's camps. You know the kind of camps that people go on for school holidays, youth group, all sorts of different things in the school breaks? That's what Robert enjoys. And as Robert has looked at some of those dreams of his, one of the things that he had was the idea to start a business incubator. That's one of these groups that might kind of foster or get alongside people that have a new business idea, a new product idea, and give them all the ideas that they could put in place to fulfill their dreams. He'd also like to write a book on business. He gets excited about doing a podcast for young business owners. But you know something? All of these ideas have been totally shelved. There's a dusty box up there on the shelf that Robert hasn't touched for years. And the reason being, he's just busy with life. And years ago, it wasn't just that he was busy with life, but he was a dad, raising a family, trying to make a very young business work. And so his daughter Lorraine and his son William got a lot of his attention. He made the right decisions. Now Lorraine, when she was young, she had a problem with asthma. And it meant that things like um, physical activities and things sometimes just weren't easy. And so anything that uh, Lorraine wanted to do, Robert wanted to get alongside and support his daughter. He made all the right calls. But to do that, there was some sacrifice that happened along the way. So let's think about it. What can Robert do now? Is 61 too old? Should he be kind of parking the idea and not be willing to take it any further? Or is there still an important part to play? You know, I don't think it's any mistake that we've actually got Robert as being one of the older members of our personas in the Reset 42 storyline. It's often the people that have made sacrifices and left it till they feel it's too late that are the ones that have those shelved ideas that really wonder, Do I bring it down now or do I just 
kind of hope that the next generation picks it up or just be satisfied that it wasn't for me. And I think that's really quite sad. One of the most interesting stories that modern history has talked about is that of Colonel Sanders. Now, if you're into a little bit of Kentucky Fried Chicken, you'll know exactly who I'm talking about. But I encourage you to look up his story and find out about what he was able to do when he finally was out of a job, retired, no money in the bank, and decided to get that old KFC, well, it was just, a, I guess, a family recipe for chicken, make some himself, and actually he ended up going trying to sell it door to door. And within a few years, that turned into franchises of KFCs that now spread around the globe. And there's a lot of happy KFC customers around the world, thanks to Colonel Sanders, following a little bit of a retirement survival dream. Another one that really stands out for me is the story of Abraham Lincoln. This is a guy who became president of the United States, but it was actually through a lot of failure, being kicked out of his own political party before he actually got there. And the man who took the United Kingdom through World War II, of course, we know as Sir Winston Churchill. But this is a man who came to his prime in his very much later years. So I want to encourage anybody who feels they're old, and that doesn't mean over 30, over 40, over 50. It doesn't matter what the age is. If you've got something that's actually parked on the shelf, I really want to encourage you to think about getting it down, dusting it off and thinking about it. And more importantly, if you are that younger person, whether you're in your 20s, 30s or 40s, and you're thinking to yourself, I need to act now but can't, I want you to be able to take this thought about the idea that we can put things on the shelf and we can take them down later. And I want you to remember for the time when it is right for you to take that idea back off the shelf and get it into gear again. A little bit later in this episode of Reset 42, I'm going to talk about what happens when you're presented with an opportunity that seems like, if I don't take advantage of this, I'm going to lose it. But we'll come back to that one shortly. In the meantime, just getting the idea about how ideas work is probably one of the most powerful things that we can realize when we look at the whole idea of shelving plans. Now, some of the most powerful seeds on the planet actually germinate when they're hidden out of sight, out of mind, deep in the earth, not seen. And the thing is that a seed sometimes has to hibernate until the time is right. It might be waiting for the right temperature, it might be waiting for the right um, moisture conditions for it to be able to do its thing, where suddenly that little seed is able to snap open, then suddenly a little piece of green shoot starts to come out, and then it has to actually do an even harder work because that seed actually has to get its way to the surface. And you can imagine the seed underground, and just picture for a moment that there's little tendrils that are going out through the soil, and there's something that's really pushing right the way to the top to break through the earth and see a little bit of sunlight. Now for us, that may seem when we see it on these speed up videos as being, wow, that just happened overnight, but it didn't. And when you talk to people over the years in terms of their life story, the successes, they say that nobody is an overnight success. So what happened to begin with was about planting a seed. And you might have that idea, you might have that project, that thing that is kind of getting birthed in a, a dream when you wake in the middle of the night and think, wow, could I do that? The question is, how are you going to store that dream? And I think one of the most powerful ways to do that is to journal it. Basically to write it down 
and capture the idea or of much of the essence of it as you have at the moment. And keep in mind, you're not going to have the whole picture. You're not going to have the context. You're not going to have all the people that are going to be involved, all the resources, but you've got a starting point. And the best way to actually captivate that and grab it for the future is to start writing it down. But put it in a place where you can come back to it regularly. Because later on, somebody's going to say something and you go, wow, that ties in to my idea. I need to write that down. Or it could be two or three years later and a job opportunity comes up and you go, that ties in brilliantly with that idea. Or you move to a new town or city where you could fulfill it. Well, you've got to have that because it's going to encourage you about that dream. It's going to help you see the puzzle fit together. It's going to help you to celebrate the moments that you need to celebrate because it's never always easy. And so timing is everything. You know, comedians, they say the thing that makes a great comedian is not the joke they write. It's about the timing of the joke. And so even in a project and even in following a dream or an idea, Sometimes it's all about timing. Now, I don't know whether you believe in prayer, whether you believe in an almighty God that takes care of the universe. I do. And often I reach out to him in terms of the things that I'm facing, the good, the bad, and the ugly, and talk about it. And I heard a guy talking about prayer once, and he said that when you ask God for something, when you're talking to God about an idea, you're probably going to get one of three responses. One is going to be go. In other words, the time's right, everything's all ready to go action it. Other times you're going to get no, and it's just simply not the right time, or it's not for you, or it's simply not a good idea. And then sometimes you're going to get slow. And that means take it easy, keep moving forward, but don't expect everything to happen at once. I think that's a great little composite of what you can do when you're actually looking to see an idea take place. Now, in the meantime, There's going to be times where you can't do anything right here, right now. So yeah, sure, put it on the shelf. Be prepared to pick it up later on. And in the meantime, you've got to get on with life. You've got a family, you've got a job, you've got an education, and you've got to do those things. Let's come back and talk in a moment about what happens when the opportunity seems too good to be true, and we really want to jump in, boots and all. I hope you're getting some inspiration and ideas you can use. So much goodness, and better than a quad shot latte, four sugars and a dash of caramel. We'd love to have you subscribe to Reset 42, and please, will you leave a heartfelt review on your favourite podcast platform? Now, one of the reasons that I wanted to talk about this whole idea of writing your ideas down, particularly when it comes to something that captures just a particular moment in time, is kind of like you, you wake up in the middle of the night, that's a great idea. You're in the middle of a meeting, whether it's talking with family or or you're at work and you suddenly go, wow, this is an idea that I could actually do something with. But then you think, I can't do it right now. And and I've got family and I've got this and I've got that. And there's 101 reasons. So write it down. Because you don't know what door is going to open up later on. And suddenly you're actually going to be able to act on this idea. But have you ever woken up in the middle of the night and gone, I wish I could fall back to sleep right now because I want to finish the dream. I want to see how it ends. It's kind of like going to the movies and just at the last minute you have to leave because you've got to catch the bus or maybe you've got to go to the toilet at the opportune time when everything's happening in the movie. Well, life's like that. Stuff happens. So that's an important reason for us to write these things down so we can revisit them at the right time. Now, speaking of movies, 
I recently went to see a new Australian movie called Ride Like a Girl. Went with my wife and my parents to see it, and it's the story of female jockey Michelle Payne. Now, if you've never heard of Michelle Payne, look her up. She is the first and only woman to win the prestigious horse race, the Melbourne Cup. Happens every November. They call it the race that stops a nation because Aussie workplaces and everything all at about three o'clock in the afternoon want to find out who's going to win this race. Well, Michelle's story is an amazing movie. It's been uh, put together by actress and now director Rachel Griffith. And it's the story of a young woman who has to really beat the odds to win this prestigious horse race. Well, the Melbourne Cup is incredible in terms of all these international horse owners really want to win it. But this young lady had determination. But it was a story that really had to fight through a whole lot of stuff. Uh, Imagine this, for example. She's the youngest of 10 children. She's been raised by a father who has basically had to raise the 10 children on his own because when Michelle was six months old, her mother died in a car accident. And even though the family are involved in horse racing and dad's bringing them all up to know how to take care of the horses and how to race, and um, she has older brothers and sisters racing horses, she's still the youngest and she has to fight her way to the front. And when it comes to horse racing, she had to get her way to the front as well. Now, the New Zealand actor Sam Neill plays Michelle's father, and he's kind of got this very dour, gruff approach. But one of the things I like is there's a moment in the movie when he's talking to his daughter Michelle about how to look for the gap, how to look for the opportunity. And what he says to her is this, and it's kind of in a very kind of almost English New Zealand accent, suddenly a gap opens in the pack, and that's God talking to you. And if you don't listen to God, he'll close the gap quicker than you can say your mother's name. And it was an incredible picture of just sometimes life throws us these little opportunities, these little gems, and you've got to take them while they're there. I understand that. And it's recently that I remembered a friend who, in our workplace, this friend used to always say, the opportunity of a lifetime only lasts the lifetime of the opportunity. And it's true, some of those you've got to grab. But there are others that are for another time. And those are the ones we can shelve. And I guess there's sometimes in life you've got to hold things tightly but lightly and know that, yes, this one is one that I'm going to miss out on. I'm going to have to let it go. But there's others that you're going to be able to say, no, this is a seed. And this is an idea that I'm putting on the shelf for another time. And when you understand that life can be real and life can be long, then it's worth putting on the shelf for the right timing. When all the resources come together, your enthusiasm, your ideas have been rounded, you have a plan where now the complete jigsaw puzzle is ready to go. And that's when the time is right. Now, this takes a little bit of skill because you, over the course of your life, are going to work out, that was a good idea that I let go and I lost, and this is an idea I really should have waited for. And that's life when we learn it, isn't it? I'd really encourage you to come along to the Reset42 Facebook group. Join. It's free. The beauty of being able to come into Facebook, do a search for Reset42. You'll find our page. You'll find the group and share your ideas. Tell us when it worked and when it didn't. We all want to learn from each other. I'm learning as I go along. And the reason for writing this book is to share the things that I have found out. The reason for doing this podcast is to find out what I still have to learn from people just like you. I'd love to hear your stories. Now, one of the things that I do want to encourage you, though, is to make sure that you dust your shelf regularly. There's a story in business that many business owners will make a business plan, they'll make a marketing plan, they'll do certain things like what they call ISO ratings, where 
They get all the structure of their business in order. And over maybe a short or long piece of time, they actually create a documented set of priorities of the things the business is going to do. And then the mistake that they make is that they put it on the shelf never to be used again. They don't check it to see if the business is on track. They don't check it to see if the direction of the business has changed. And we refer to it as TOS, top of shelf. It's gathering dust. It holds a place. It makes the shelf look pretty, but it does nothing for the business. That's the same with life. You can write a vision for your life. You can write an idea. You can write a project. But unless you're going to revisit that journal, unless you're going to revisit those ideas and ask yourself, is the time right? then it's a waste of time. So I encourage you, the first part is to acknowledge that things are like seeds, that we need to let them germinate, we need to plant them, and it may be that is for another time. So it's okay to shelve an idea. But it's also important to be able to pull it back down at the right time, dust it off, put more structure around it, and let it really sprout. When you walked into this episode, you may not have realized you had let life stall. Now, let's keep moving. Tick all those keyboard keys and come on over to us at www.andrewpitchford.com forward slash reset42. Now here's a question. How do we help Robert? You remember Robert, the 61-year-old, the guy who runs the real estate office, 21 staff, a whole idea of supporting children's camps. But when he thinks about things that get him excited, one of the things was writing business plans. Hmm, that sounds interesting based on our last part of the conversation. But also he would like to start a business incubator. And he had an idea of doing a a podcast for business owners. You can imagine after 61 years and I think it was 38 years of running his own real estate business, Robert's probably got a lot of wisdom and a lot of great ideas that he can share. But previously he's just felt too busy doing the do to actually get on with his ideas. What are some ideas that he could put into place right here and now to start getting the dusty plans off the shelf and dusting them off. It's almost like you've got to test drive them again to see if they're going to work. So here we go. Three thoughts for your dusty old plans. Number one, take them down. Read them to yourself. Read them again. Read them late at night. Try and soak them up again. You'll probably be surprised how many new supporting ideas that you can now add to that original idea Because of the life experience and things that you've picked up along the way, you can now add them to the mix. So that's number one. Take them down and read them again and look at them afresh. Number two, share them with a trusted and knowledgeable friend. Now, I say trusted because you want to talk to somebody who's known you for some time. They're going to know your strengths and your weaknesses. And they probably have a good idea of the things you've been yearning for in life as well. So they can kind of help you put the recipe together. So there you go. Share it with a trusted and knowledgeable friend, if possible, somebody who's knowledgeable in this area of your project. Listen to them, soak up what they're saying, digest it, hold on to it. Then ask if there's any truth, wisdom, or inspiration in in their words. They're going to help you with your project. That's going to be something really special. And number three kind of ties into spending time with this trusted friend. Write down a new, fresh version with all of these ingredients, the original vision, the project, the dream, all of the ideas that now you have, write down a fresh version of it. Once you've got that, don't worry about things like nerves or fear, because we all feel them, they're the natural part of it. But do write down how you feel about this dream. How do you feel right now as you're starting to write it down? And a really important thing, 
write down how you believe you would feel when the project is finished, when the dream is complete, when everything is delivered. Write it down. Now, also write one dated item that you can do in the next week. Also write one thing that you can do in the next month. And write one thing that you intend to do in the next year. The whole idea that we're trying to do is get this from being something that is just a shelf idea, a written down idea that does nothing, and get your gaze from looking down at your feet to looking up a little bit further ahead and then looking out to the future. So that idea, write one dated item for the next week, one for the next month, and one for the next year. And now here's where the real challenge comes. Share it with that friend. The three things that you're going to do, not just the, well, not really the detail, just the date and the high level thing that you're going to do. In the next week, I'm going to completely rewrite my vision. In the next month, I'm going to write a plan and a framework for it. In the next year, I'm going to do this, this, and this. That's fantastic. This is where it all begins. Well, I'm really excited for you. Thanks for joining us on Reset 42 as we've looked at shelved plans. Next week, we're going to be looking at another persona in the story of Reset 42. Our episode is talking about stumped life. What happens when life throws us a curveball that we don't have the answers for? I hope that you'll join me. And please do come into our Facebook group, Reset 42 at Facebook. Ask for a few questions, join the team and share your stories, both the things you're challenged by and the solutions that you've come up, to, um, come up with. And maybe you can share some ideas for Robert. How is the 61-year-old going to get his child plans for the business incubator underway? How would you start setting up a mentor program or a podcast? Do you have a story to tell? Join us and look forward to catching up with you again next week. And as we finish today, remember that whatever your situation, remember that you can reset. You don't need to force it, but it would be good to have an awareness of when the time is right to reset. There's a little phrase I love, and it's kind of similar to that story of Michelle Payne, the young lady who won the Melbourne Cup in 2015. Her father said that God opens a little gap and you've got to take it while it's there. And there's another lyric out of a song that says, look for the crack. It's where the hope gets in. I'll see you next week. None of us know when life may need a reset, but I hope this episode is one you can keep where you need it or share with someone who does. Join us for our next Reset 42 episode by subscribing wherever your podcast love lives. Visit us online to share the episode. Show notes can be found under the rock where we hide our house key at www.andrewpitchford.com forward slash reset42.